Welcome to the Secret Lives of Chiropractors, the expansion series. This is where we get to meet and learn from those who have done things outside of the box. Last week, I had the opportunity to interview Fred Gerritsen, the founder of The Joint. Love them or hate them, they have a great business model and they have millions of people under care. This week, we switch gears. I wanted to highlight very different ways of doing practice, uh, all of which are going to expand your consciousness. So I asked one of my great friends, Courtney Gowan, to come on the show. She's the founder of The Nest, under which she serves pregnant women and pediatrics. Now, what's unique about her practice is the community that she has been able to create uh, of all these healthcare providers under the same roof. She's got maybe seven to 10 service providers in addition to probably three to five different products that she sells out, uh, out of her practice. And she's even developing an online program. She's just doing so much more that I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have enough space to, to tell you just in the introduction. You'll hear about it in the interview. Her and I share dreams all the time. And I gotta tell you, Courtney's uh, practice runs like a machine, but, her superpower is her vision for creating freedom in her life. And uh, that's what she's doing uh, with her business. This is why we're good friends. My primary goal in wanting to create a part-time, you know, 20 hours a week, million dollar cash-based uh, clinic or cash practice uh, was freedom. Freedom of time, freedom of energy, freedom of fi financial freedom. And if you are craving systems or ways of communications or doing things in your practice that are going to give you that freedom, get in touch with me. This is my jam. You can go to my main website, which is nonajavit.com, my first name, my last name.com, or if you just want the mindset hacks, hacks that give you that kind of freedom in life, you can check out Elevate, which is www.elevate.me, that's E-L-I-V-A-T-E.me, um, or just connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and ask me about it. Anyways, today's conversation with Courtney is going to be a good one no matter where you are in your practice. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you subscribe um, and uh, tune in to the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Secret Lives of Chiropractors and the Expansion Series. So this has been one of my favorite things to do, talk to chiropractors that have done things that have been outside of the box. And today probably will be my most favorite episode because I've got one of my best friends here, and I definitely not only consider her an expander, but also she's just an overall amazing and business and motherhood and friend in all the areas. So um, she needs no introduction, Dr. Courtney Gowan. And uh, Courtney, what's up? You're coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally sitting here watching the Caribbean waves crash. And I hope it's not too loud for you. I can bring a little bit of beach waves to <laughs> the podcast. Okay. But yeah, I got into Tulum last night. Woke up, went on a run this morning on the beach, and then uh, my retreat starts today. So everybody's on their way here, and um, it's good. it's a good day. I'm so glad to be on this podcast with you, though. 
It is, it is a good day. And thank you for giving me your time from Tulum. If I was in Tulum, I'll be the first person to tell you, I would not be getting on a zoom call for a podcast. Sure. My time, anytime you need it. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. So, um, the reason I asked you on the, on this particular series, Courtney is because you've done something in practice that is very, very rare. Like, and I say very, very rare because I'm sure there is somebody who's done it, but I personally actually don't know anybody who's done what you have done. Um, you have, you're really good at relationships and collaborations, which I think has something to do with what you've created. Why don't you tell everyone what is so unique and special about your model? I think the biggest thing, like the biggest premise, whenever I was building my business was freedom. How do I have freedom and have success? You know, success to me wasn't monetary. It was how do I work two and a half days a week, pay for the life that I love and live and have the freedom to be in Tulum a week out of the month or be able to travel at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the biggest thing whenever I was building everything that that premise was freedom. And whenever I built upon that foundation, I built with the Ford in mind. I said, okay, how do I set up my practice to where my team is inspired? They love their job. They love everything about what they do in their daily life that today they're in the office, excited, uh, seeing patients. And I'm here, get to be here in Tulum and uh, we're already planning like our next trip to Costa Rica. And I'm like, Tori, you got to, Tori's my associate. I'm like, Tori, you got to come in Costa Rica. She's like, okay, yes, yes, yes. Um, but how did I build that culture from the ground up? It was on basically the premise that, Hey, whenever I'm building something, it's based on freedom. And whenever we inspire our team at the office, they're, they're working and they're so excited for future plans too. And so everything that we've kind of built on is built on that premise. And um, every little business or adventure that I've done has always had that mindset of like, how do I serve that hunger, that desire within my soul to have freedom, to be with my kids, to be a mother, to be able to have that intentional time of not being a slave to what I do. So I think it was the mindset and building I've even had to transition and change and remold and rebrand and do so many things throughout the time. So I think that's been a big part of it. Yeah. And I could see that because both you and I have that in common. It's like, okay, foundationally, whatever I'm about to create, whatever business I would get in, and I love chiropractic, always be a chiropractor, but whatever other business I do and I have, the, the foundation of it has been freedom. And it just, I think if you start there, it just gives you such a different model for business instead of yeah. oh I'm gonna you're like okay where am I going and what do I want other than how do I make so much money you know like what life do I want to live yeah exactly so um you have so many different services when it comes down to the actual model of like what happens in your business right you have I feel like you offer like at least <laughs> five different things that I know that this is the, the freedom part of it that you don't offer. Like you've partnered up with, with people. Like how many people are on our, on your team right now? So I, I actually am not sure. I think we have like 15. Every time you post like a picture of your team, I'm like, Oh, but she's like doubling every time. It's crazy. So the biggest thing I think that I have always told myself is like, I am like a pure chiropractor. All we do is adjust. 
what we do is like, we are so good at what we do. And that is chiropractic. Like we don't really do, we don't do massage. We don't do acupuncture. We don't do those things that have other times, like other things in our time. And I tell every single one of my patients, I say, Hey, we are the best at what we do. And that's chiropractic care. The beauty of being a part of this practice is we have bought the best providers from around the world that are healers and they're in this office. So it really is, uh, somebody was in my office, they were like, wow, you have people from all over the world that are healers in this place. Like our acupuncturist is from Taiwan. Our healers are from Colombia. Our people are from Russia. Like we have all these people that I have found and that have collaborated and uh, they are like the best of the best. So instead of being a jack of all trades, then I stay in my lane with chiropractic, but I also have been able to inspire other healers to come in and we get to see cases and see people and help them holistically as a team. And everybody does what they do in one service. And so we've been able to delegate it. So we just, do you want to hear all the services that we do? (laughs) I think that's actually what's really juicy about it, Courtney, because like once you start naming all the things, people are going to be like, wait, what is, wait, wait a second. Like then it feels like whenever I start to talk about it, people glaze over and they're just like, Oh, and they get kind of overwhelmed. So uh, we started out with chiropractic in the basement of my building. And then two years in, God gave me the opportunity to expand and take over all three levels. So I have a 3,000 square foot prenatal wellness center. It's in this beautiful old Victorian home. And uh, we started with chiropractic and then we added a massage. So we have four massage therapists. We have an acupuncturist. We have a sound healer, a functional nutritionist, a homeopath, speech and language therapy, uh, pelvic floor physical therapy. We just added ozone treatments, IV therapy and detox foot baths. Um, and then we're about to add on a lactation consultant. So we'll offer breastfeeding support. Um, and then we're getting into the nonprofit world. So I just started a nonprofit with this business as well. well Wait, we- hold on. So be- <laughs> right before the nonprofit situation, all everything you mentioned is in-house, right? Just to clarify. Everything- house yes okay you guys that is wild like so first of all she's got all of these people that are serving the same population well from a business model it's pretty genius right like you looking at all the needs all prenatal and pediatric too so that's all that we pretty much do it's a niche so you're thinking all these people are coming to my office they're looking for chiropractic care of course that's where they start and they're all getting that but they have other needs. They have need for a lactation consultants. They're interested in sound baths. They're interested in massage. They're interested in acupuncture, like prenatal stuff. So you bring all of it under the same roof. The of it is, is we all get along and there's a certain type of people that's like a nest provider. The business is called The Nest. And there's like a certain energy of people that I will allow into there. And so whenever like setting goals and having meetings like we're all mothers we're all like people who get along we all have the same purpose and so when people come in there's no disconnect in providers because this is a model like as old as time of people coming in under together and collaborating but not all of them always get along and not all of them are on the same purpose and mission so i think there's something to be said about laying the groundwork of your business to be able to inspire and cast vision with people so they are in and looped into your vision and where you are taking this mission because it's like my mission is global like i want to impact and affect maternal health across the globe like that is the biggest mission that i have and people see that and it's bigger than themselves and they start to really understand and follow what you're doing so i think that's the big secret sauce of this of this model 
Yeah, totally. So you're right. Like people have done this model where they bring in and they integrate with others in, in different niches too. Like, yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, but it feels different. And I know that doesn't sound very business-like to say, but it, like you walk into <laughs> a practice and I mean, for my business attire, Nona, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not your average unicorn. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're uh, yeah, you're a unicorn, but inside the unicorn category, <laughs> a whole different level. Exactly, that's yeah. so true. So you not only, I think, honestly, one of the things I admire about you is how you are able to collaborate, build those relationships, create those foundations for. Uh, well, one is picking the right people, but I do think even when you pick the right people, like there's something you have that creates that like pure collaboration pure wanting to have the same vision so like what is what what how do you do that you know it's very simple and i learned this at a very young age it's never self-serving like it's biblical so everything that i do is kind of grounded in my faith and everything that i do i never think about myself i think of how do i build that person's business from a pure space with no alternative ego no alternative um um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like preconceptions or things like that. I'm not trying to get something out of anybody. I come to everybody I meet with a pure heart and think, Hey, how can I actually build your business? Like, how can we truly collaborate? How can I send people to you? And I started this whenever I started my practice like 10 years ago and I had like 10 clients and I was like, Oh, I'll tell every single one of my clients about you. (laughs) (laughs) But it truly comes from a space of like really honoring that person and their business and seeing the similarities. If they are a small business, even if they are a major corporation, these in like, I've worked with people in Harvard and things like that. And I'm like, Hey, how can I bring value to you and your business and your mission and what you're doing? And how can I affect you positively? And so laws of nature, laws of reciprocity is what you give is what you get. And so whenever you give that pure and you give that building, you are automatically rewarded some cases you're not in that case. Okay, great. You help somebody, you have that good energy, that good karma, but in nine times out of 10, somebody's going to come back and say, Hey, like, how can I help? Actually, how can I help you? You know, like build and build and build like so much. So that when you have that pause, that reciprocity happens. And that's where like a true connection and relationship. And it's truly like caring about somebody. Like even when we first met, it was like, Hey, like, I just want to get to know you. And then like, there's that honest, like honoring of that person and getting to know them and coming from like a pure space, I think. And so that's been my gifting and what I've really practiced my whole life. That's really, really good because I think every other interview I have had, Courtney, uh, it's been so, uh, they've all been incredible. I mean, I've talked to some of, some of the most incredible business people, right? They've yeah. created like, like, I mean, I interviewed just the, the founder of the joint, you know, there's yeah. 800 of them now or whatever, but yeah. I can honestly say that there is a sense of that feminine energy that you have put into your business. Like, how can I nurture you? How can I serve you? What can I give you? all of those things yeah. that, uh, I didn't hear in any of the other conversations, right? Yeah. Which is why I was like hounding you. I was like, come on, Courtney, <laughs> let's get on this call. Everybody needs to hear this. 
<laughs> yeah. And I think that women, we can tap into that very easily. Men have it too. Like, and whenever men tap into it as well, I think it's even more powerful because it's not of the norm. And so if men can infuse this nurturing, this feminine energy that they tap into, like that can explode their business even more, I think. Yeah, totally. Okay. So you named like five, six different services that you have. I know there are a couple of different things that are not services per se, but like you sell specific things in your practice. Blow some yeah. people's mind with some of the other things you do. I told you about this. So I always wear like crazy amount of bracelets and through every country I've ever trial- traveled into. And I just partnered with a company and I'm creating like the first like bangle for chiropractic. That's like above, down, inside out, sacred trust, like all these amazing like little bangles. So we'll sell like bracelets. We do jewelry. We do all motherhood products. Uh, we sell like all organic um, supplements, candles, lifestyle. We do like a well mother, a well baby, and a well home. So all of our products are branded towards that for the nest. So, okay. Also, are you still selling uh, organic, uh, grass-fed beef? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I grew up, you know this, but I grew up on a cattle ranch my whole life. Like I grew up ranching, farming, castrating, branding, like that was my life growing up. And whenever I started into practice, I noticed so many girls were getting their periods at a very young age. And whenever they were so young, I was like, man, what are you eating? Like, what are you putting into your body and stuff like that? And a lot of the families had like a very heavy meat-based diet. And for me, when I grew up, I knew that, Hey, like if we needed beef, we slaughtered a cow, we had beef for a year. And so I was like, okay. And then I started looking into the ag industry and I was blown away at how many antibiotics, 98% of our antibiotic usage goes towards cattle that are in feedlots for prevention of disease. And so cattle, that's not free range. That's, um, even, uh, corn finished then they have so many antibiotics within that meat that those antibiotics and synthetic hormones are actually affecting the hormones of our children's bodies. And so it's crazy whenever you change to grass-fed meats, how a woman's cycle changes, how the cramps change, the regularity changes. And it just, it blew me away. And so I was like, well, you know, like, why don't I start a little grass-fed beef company? So I started Dallas Grass-Fed and we slaughter a few cows a year. And then we sell the beef out of our wellness center. <laughs> See, I told you all that's she's like, <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's yeah. crazy. So it's fun. And it's all things like, I think whenever you're an entrepreneur, you're like, what problem do I see? And what solution can I provide? And that's like, I think all of us have that in common of like, okay, we see a problem. How do we help this? And how do we help people and make money by doing it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've done a great job at this, obviously solving all kinds of problems. And by the way, I won't, I won't even start to get into, I will I'm not asking this question. Cause I feel like that's a whole nother, like another breath. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like these are people, everything we've talked about so far, these are, uh, services you provide in-house. These are things you sell in-house. And then you've got nonprofits. Then you've got collaborations that you have with uh, power partners or you know people that you work with in the community. Um, you have referral sources from medical doctors, gynecologists, pediatricians, all of those outside of your practice. You've practically built this like network of not the nest is internally right. Like there's ten people in there. And then outside of that, I mean, that, the ripple effect of that is massive where you're at, which is really, really impressive. 
It reminds me of the root system. There's like these trees on the coast on beaches that have a root system that are just like, they're really strong trees because of their root system underneath. And they're all connected. You know, like that's how I see the nest is like, we have a very strong root system. And then we're able to expand this model with those trees around the U S because we have a very strong system. So that's like the vision I see of where we're going. Um, but I think it starts with like what we're doing now, building upon that, getting it ready to expand across the nation. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, um, I want to know, like you've built this massive, uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's not a practice. What would you call it? It's- I call it an ecosystem. <laughs> it's like, a, like motherhood ecosystem is yeah. what I like to. I love that. So you've built this massive ecosystem, obviously super profitable, but also so valuable to the community. And you do the retreats, you're a mom, you've like, you've done so much in your, in this period of your life, specifically since I've known you, like in the past, like three years or so, right? Now, do you have, do you still have self-doubt? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think anytime I release something, um, it's going, it's not as bad as it was, I think I was very timid and things like that when I first started putting things out there. So I was like, Oh, this person's doing that a lot better. Like look at their website, look at what they're doing and things like that. And then over the past years, I think a lot of conversations that you and I have had have been very empowering for me of just, that's not me. I have stepped into my own skin and I know my purpose. I know my vision. I know who I am. And that's like a really, really, really beautiful place to be. And so anytime I release something, there's always that feeling of like, Oh, are people going to sign up? Are they going to like this? Is it going to be like, okay. (laughs) So, and I think it's that that lets me know I still care. You know, like if I was just like, oh yeah, I'm super confident, whatever. I don't care. I'm not attached to it. I try not to be attached to outcomes, but I care so much that I definitely like anything I put out there. I want it to be like top notch, amazing, like transformative to people. But I've also learned that balance of paralysis of launching of like perfectionism. Like I don't want it to be like, cause I've gotten to that point of like, Hey, if this has to be so perfect and seamless, I don't want to launch it until it's there. And sometimes you just have to be like, all right, let's go. Let's see how this works. And then sometimes it fails. I failed two businesses. I've had to shut them down because I've, you know, I wasn't committed or the systems, the procedures weren't, weren't good. And so I've learned from those experiences. And if you're not afraid to fail, then you can't succeed. And so that's kind of one of those things. So the self-doubt is there, but it lets me know that I still care. Mm. So how do you, you know, like if you're not nervous, whenever you're speaking, I had a mentor tell me this, like getting on stage, I was like, Oh, I'm nervous. I don't know. Like we're about to speak. And he was like, that shows me that you care. Like you really, truly care about what you're about to say, what your audience will receive. So I kind of have mindset of it. Yeah. And you know what? I think you and I had this conversation, I think a lot, a couple of times, at least that I remember, but uh, about how to some degree, once you get to a certain point in your life, I don't know if this has to do with aging or you've just gone through where you're like, you do get to a point where you are so much more authentic to who you are, so much more uh, self-aware you are so much more like uh, 
you know, like right now, and I know you're not there yet, but not, 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 not that you're not there yet, but in terms of age, like I'm older than you, you're not there yet. <laughs> Are there in the self-awareness and the authenticity. I think the bravest thing that I have done personally has been to just express myself exactly as who I am. And with the understanding that some people are not going to like it. Like you and I had this conversation. Remember when I went through the divorce process and I had people, you know, criticize or be like, I don't want to work with you because you're, you know, stuff like that would come up, but it's like, okay, I guess you're not my people. And I'm not, I'm not going to live my life for you. This is me and my journey. Yeah. And I think one of the bravest things that both of us have done in the past few years have actually been to express ourselves the way that we are, to be really, truly authentic, right? It takes a lot of courage to step outside the norm and step outside the box. And it takes a lot of courage to be alone. Mm. And And that's the biggest thing that I have seen in my life and in my mindset of like, wow, like I am alone and I get a little bit nervous. Like whenever I'm doing things and launching things of like, there's no safety net. It's me. Like I am the one for providing for my kids. I am the one that's paying my mortgage. Like there's no more safety net. And it takes courage internally within your internal peace to truly be alone and be like, you know what? I have found myself. And it took me that whole year, this whole year, to truly just be alone and work on myself and realize like this authentically is me like, and it took me alone to find my voice and to find like, I would say my divorce was my greatest gift because it gave me me. It showed me who I was, showed me what I wanted and it and, like opened my eyes to the world. And like, I found so much peace. Like me and my ex are still great friends. Like I'm best friends with his girlfriend. Like, it's just one of those things that once you find that peace within yourself and you know, radically who you are, you're able to walk through life at a different, like feels like a different dimension than some people. Like you're, you see things from the outside and you're just like, Oh, like, I really want this piece for you. I want you to see who you are, but you have to honor their journey of like, sometimes they do have to walk through trauma. Sometimes they have to go through highs, lows, mountains, valleys, and things like that to get to where they need to be. And I think there's a lot of honoring in that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of the highs and lows, what would you consider the, the lowest part of your life? Like, um, I would probably say it's funny. I feel like the lowest part of my life and the like beginning of the highest part of my life happened within like five minutes of each other. That's I remember- pretty, hold on. That is pretty profound. <laughs> Isn't that true every single time though? Every time. Maybe yeah. it's five minutes, but isn't always the lowest point of your life happens to be like the reason you end up having some of the highest peaks of your life. A hundred percent. Before we started this recording, it's like the greater the contrast, like the greater the joy, like the greater the sorrow, the greater the joy. I know my next relationship that I'm in, like it will be radically different and radically like, a different kind of love because I've hit like the lowest low and now like that next contrast coming will be so different, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But the lowest point I was pulling up, I was just had gotten divorced. I was very scared of being by myself. Like I had been like 
raised like with my mom my entire life. And then I went to college, like had a full ride scholarship, went to chiropractic school, had roommates and then got married in chiropractic school. Um, so I had never truly been on my own. And so that was my greatest fear in life was being on my own. And so I had to face that fear. And then at that point, um, had I left my house and sold the house, moved out, didn't have anywhere to live. So I moved into a hotel for a couple of weeks with my three daughters and I was pulling up to this hotel. And I just remember sitting there for a minute. My mom had my girls inside and I just like took a deep breath and I started sobbing. And I was like, I have literally hit rock bottom. Like, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where my life is going. I'm living in a hotel. Like I don't have a marriage. Like I have my girls, which I'm so thankful for, but it's just like, I kind of hit rock bottom and I was like, and I just kind of surrendered in that moment. And within five minutes, I get a phone call from good morning, Texas. And they were like, Hey, like we've seen some of your stuff. We've seen some of your interviews. Uh, we'd like you to start coming on our show as our maternal health expert um, for like to comment on things and to, uh, put your opinion on some things for pregnancy and pediatrics. And I was like, wiping my eyes. I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I would love to do that. <laughs> and so I think it was truly that phone call that I was like, wow, like somebody believes in me. Like somebody kind of sees that from the outside. Like sometimes it takes someone being like, I see greatness in you. Like I see that in you. And so I think it was like kind of that huge contrast moment that started me believing in myself and saying, you know what? I'm going to create a life that I love and I'm going to create something that I never could have dreamed of. Like I never could have dreamed of. I'm sitting here with you, my best friend talking to you in Tulum and uh, leading a yoga treat for 29 people. Like I never would have thought I could have created that, but it was just one step, one bite at a time of me starting to solely believe in myself and bring myself back to that center of like truly who I am. But to get to that point, it had to strip and break away everything that I thought that I wanted. I had the perfect house. I had the perfect life. I lived on a farm with kid, like chickens and kids and like this organic, like beautiful lifestyle that I thought I wanted, but it got down to it. That wasn't it. That wasn't my journey. Yeah. And I'm for that. Yeah, that is, that's so good. And in that moment, I call it, uh, or I don't call it something, but it's like, I describe it because I've had moments like that too. I describe it as when they did happen to me, I would say like, I, I was for the longest time I was facing reality of like, Oh, this is, this is, this is how you're supposed to go. You go inside the box, you do these yeah. things never you face reality or you respond to reality right you're like oh this is what happened to me so what do i do to fix it especially as healers and entrepreneurs and then i i had this pivot this this shift which i feel like is what you're describing where i went from responding to my reality and facing my reality all the way to oh no 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 i had this all wrong i am actually creating this like I am the creator. I, these are the things I want to create. And then there was this moment of like, what the heck do I want? Like all of everything. I, yeah. It's the biggest, most important question I have ever asked myself. 100%. You know, we did an exercise with my mentor and uh, she basically, she would sit us down in the middle of the room and one person would be right in front of you. And this was the most powerful thing I have ever done. And somebody would just sit in front of you and they would say, what do you want? Like, well, I want to be successful. What do you want? 
Well, I want a family. And they broke you down like for about 20 to 30 minutes asking you what you want, what you want, what you want, what you want, because we always want this like picture perfect life or these things and everything that's like society. But like, whenever you get down to it, you get down to like the core of like, what do I want? You know, and what, once you get to you, what do you want? that allows you to say no. And that's the most powerful form of self-care I feel like, or self boundaries is whenever you say no to things, it shows you how committed you are to what you want. You know? Amen. (laughs) So good. So So, Courtney, what's next for you? What's, I know you've got some really cool things. What's, what's coming up? it, It feels really exciting. I feel like last year, I was on 12 different stages in chiropractic. I was all over there, like the place. It felt very exciting and fun. And it just like this, like huge energy of growth and expansion in a new life. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten to that point of peace and I've like, I've built the foundation and I have the vision that's very clear and I'm just excited for what's next. So what's next is, ah, I love it so much. So the nest we're working on that. And uh, we're setting the foundation for people to actually license the nest and open nests around the country. So that's a big, exciting thing for people whenever they start to get into the prenatal world, because that's one thing that I have found is there's such a lack of community within the prenatal population. There are people for pediatrics and things like that, but for a prenatal practice and for a maternal wellness center, like I want to be able to be like the keystone of that, like a national brand and support women entrepreneurs and men who want to open a nest. And then we come together in a community. We do retreats together. We do everything together, but you feel support as you open them. So I'm working on the groundwork of that. Um, we're shifting the retreats into like a travel business. And so we'll have the travel business of the retreats that we do. So you can get all your continuing education in Tulum and Costa Rica Bali, Europe, all over. So those trips are just like feeding my soul. So that's like the side, like the fun side hustle. Um, and then creating a community for chiropractors. Um, we're calling it the prenatal practice and it'll be an online community for people to come together. And it's not just a community. It's also a store where you can buy all the supplies you need for a beautiful prenatal practice, prenatal pillows, uh, toys, things like that, that you can start implementing into your practice immediately and uh, kind of shifting the, um, the energy and the branding of, if you walk into a prenatal practice, like you see, and you feel the same thing everywhere you go. Yeah. And so a big and part of it. I love that. So it's like taking the same model of, look, what do my patients need? Let me bring that under the same umbrella, taking that and being like, what do prenatal chiropractors need? I'm going to put that all in one under one umbrella. You're going to have, you know, obviously the community and then what do they need in terms of, uh, toys in their office and uh, pregnancy pillows, all the tools that they need. And then of course, like the seminars and everything else, like everything a prenatal chiropractor is going to need under one umbrella. So we do their continuing education. So you get all your continuing education with me, which is super fun through the seminars and through the retreats. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think chiropractic is ready for that. Like, I feel like yeah (laughs) chiropractic specifically all of chiropractic like we are we're sort of the new generation shifting the image and the branding and bringing it to 2022 yeah and you have to especially with like millennial moms and new moms coming 
like they want a certain type of service and a certain type of practice, a certain type of energy um, that's going to keep them coming back and truly build a community based business. So next it's good. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. Awesome. Thank you so much for giving me your time while you're in Tulum. I totally appreciate oh. it. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Well, thank you everyone. Thanks for watch, uh, watching or listening this episode of Secret Lives of Chiropractors, the expansion series. As you can see, Courtney is an expander. And as you can uh, see, you could uh, learn so much more from her. Follow her on Instagram, on Facebook, or wherever she is. Look her up. She, you could just Google her. She's everywhere. And uh, yeah, and thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Donna. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me, and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.